In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my mother's favorite stories to tell about me as a kid was how the only time I got in trouble in kindergarten was when the teacher told me very clearly, and now, after having taught four and five-year-olds, I get it, but the teacher told me, keep your hands to yourself. But I was worried because the little girl in front of me, her shoes were untied and she didn't know how to tie her shoes, and so I got to help her, right? And I got in trouble and I was destroyed. I have always been a worrying soul. Ever since I was little, I saw the needs of others, I identified them, I wanted to help and fix them. I think that's why this passage from Philippians, our epistle lesson today, has always been one that sort of feels just out of reach. Rejoice in the Lord always. Joy is an emotion and a feeling that comes very easy for some people, and I am not one of them. I love to be happy, I'm very funny, I love to laugh, but I am kind of a somber person. Father Steve likes to rib me every time I preach about grief, which is a lot. You know, uh, you know, I don't want to be the priest that talks to you again about the tragedies in the world because we know that they are unrelenting. It's this passage in Philippians, and I think in its capacity to be outside of my normal, to be outside of my normal pattern of behavior that makes it special for me. It's one of my favorites, not because it's not, not because it's descriptive of Christians in my faith in particular. As I said, rejoice in the Lord always has never come natural to me. I love it not because it's descriptive of even people who I think joy comes easily. I love this passage of scripture because it's aspirational. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice, St. Paul tells us. And whether joy comes easily for you or it's kind of a reach like it is for me or can be for me, there are days where it's easier and the days where it's harder. And the holidays tend to amplify that for everyone. But what St. Paul is exhorting this young Christian church to do is not to negate the difficulties of their life or of the cruelties of the world, which fill our days, but rather to sit with them, to know our pains, and still somehow find reasons to rejoice always. The letter to the church at Philippi, Philippians, is written from jail. Paul is imprisoned as he pens these words. 
rejoice always. For us Episcopalians, Thanksgiving is not just a national holiday. It's also one of the feasts that our prayer book tells us that we must take a moment to pause and to come to God's holy table, if at all possible. And I love Thanksgiving because it almost always, next year, it won't do this, but it almost always falls between the last Sunday after Pentecost and Advent 1. It's an in-between day. And I don't know how you have been navigating this world right now, but in-between is just kind of where I feel like I am. In between rejoicing always and ruminating on the world's pains. It's an in-between day between the end of our liturgical year last Sunday and the beginning of a new liturgical year next Sunday. The next time you step foot in this space, the hangings will be blue, which we haven't seen in 48 weeks. Rejoice in the Lord always. It is such an honorable and unfathomable aspiration. But I have faith, which sometimes feels like all I've got these days. But I have faith in this in-between day as we take time to offer the great thanksgiving, which is what Eucharist means, it's the great thanksgiving. And remember, and we will remember in this time, that the great thanksgiving, that the Eucharistic table, but also giving thanks, the act of giving thanks changes us. We don't come to the table and extend our hands, whether at the altar rail or at the table with family or friends. We never do that and walk away the same person. It changes us not because of what we have received or not just because of what we have received, but because gratitude forms us and molds us into better Christians. We come to the table today in this in-between time, not as folks who have proved our worthiness to God and to God's holy gifts, but as those in deep and abiding need with an equally deep and abiding gratitude all the ways in which, even as the world is in chaos around us, we are able, as St. Paul says, to rejoice again and again and again. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again we will rejoice. Amen.